Blacklisted Radio. It's good to be here. Good to be with you. A lot going on. Should probably close the door to the studio. Got my mom's dog in here, Sparky, who's hanging out while my mom is somewhere in West Texas in the flute circle. Hippity dippity stuff going on here. Hear children running around. That is what happens here at Blacklisted Radio. We do it live Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, across uh, many. Radio dials terrestrially through the internet, through our archives, through podcasts, and all of the places iHeartRadio, YouTube, you name it. We're all over the place. Thanks to, well, the tech gods allowing us to operate under the shadows just for a little while longer. That's the way I see it. All right, 800 313 9443. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can also text us 512. 512- Two 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 three zero six seven interactive chat room. Lots of other cool stuff there for you at blacklistedradio.com. Of course, I am Doug Owen. I am the senior editor of blacklistednews.com, from which we draw many of the stories that we talk about. It's been two weeks last weekend spending time with my lovely wife and family for Mother's Day. Hope you guys had a good Mother's Day. Uh, you know, <laughs> if it wasn't for the mothers out there, none of us would be here. Nothing really more needs to be said about that other than, you know, not every mother's great, but uh, they bring us into this world. It's 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 a person we should appreciate. A um, lot to get into. Lots of things uh, happening in the Middle East, of course, with Syria, uh, Israel, Saudi Arabia, uh, the recent false flag-esque events that happened uh, that, that probably most of you are aware of by now. We'll talk about those. Some other stories that we pulled from across the the world, the gambit. You know, a lot of times you just get caught up in the, the news wires, the headlines, the current events. And so today we're going to dig from the bag and look into some really blacklisted news. Was Lyme disease created by uh, William... Berg Doferi as part of a U.S. bioweapons research program. Uh, pretty interesting story there. We got some stories out of Florida. <laughs> it's always Florida. Ah, uh, very interesting stuff uh, there. So um, you have two ex- uh, nights of consecutive uh, attacks by Israel on Syria during their hosting of the Eurovision finals. Eurovision is not a big thing here in the U.S., but it's a singing talent contest that happens uh, across the Eurozone and outside of it. I mean, Russia participates, Israel participates, uh, other African countries participate. A lot of participation globally. Just not a big thing here in the U.S. So um, th- there was a lot of contention. Of course, Israeli apartheid the treatment of the Palestinians and the current two-state solution system that they have. A lot of people have spoken to that. I've 
I've talked about, you know, my my personal take, and that is that separate but equal. It was not good enough for black students in Alabama, in Texas, in the South. Uh, having a separate but equal uh, is uh, system is akin to Jim Crow, and, and that's really what you have with the Palestinians and the Israelis. Two-tiered system. The U.S. gives copious amounts of money, military weaponry. Um, I mean, I, I could go on for hours <laughs> to Israel, and the Palestinians get uh, you know stuck with mud cakes, and um, you know they the the PLA is not much of a government, and uh, you know they have their own agenda. Hezbollah, Iran are definitely influencers in the region. Um, you know, not that. I mean, people talk about good and bad and Hezbollah. And, uh, you you can even talk about the neoconservative politicians that we have in this country. Um, yeah, there's lots of bad politicians, lots of bad people out there. It just depends on who you want to take to to task. Um, you know how how welcoming are you of World War Three? Uh, you know, a lot of I got a lot of pushback on Venezuela. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about that uh, coming up as well. So anyway, uh, the Eurovision contest is um, a great platform to use as cover for these ongoing attacks. Now, I, I just want to discuss this because we have some pretty interesting stories. We're even going to take it back to September 11, 2001 with the dancing Israelis. Some of you may know about that as well, but um, – the U.S. and Israel are now going to supply anti-aircraft missiles to the Kurdish militants in Syria. This is an interesting turn. Of course, you have this shift towards Sino relations with the Turks, with Erdogan, you know, the, the silent coup and the fact that they would love to get back uh, a CIA asset, uh, Fatullah Gulen, uh, just the, the, the non- the the carrot and stick scenario, the non uh, NATO member being uh, you know a quasi member and um, you know dangling that in front of Turkey for quite some time has uh, not worked and so um, they're you know the S three hundred missile row and whether or not they do business with the Russians and the Chinese uh, it's kind of a a fluid situation in Turkey but the U S and Israel have been moving on. So we had uh, over the weekend some pretty interesting developments. Uh, of course, what was it, Saturday? Maybe it was Friday now. Uh, we had the Iranians being blamed for this UAE, uh, um, Saudi Arabian tanker attack. I'm trying to find it. They blamed it on the Yemeni Houthis who are in a civil war that uh, is back, their enemy is backed by Syria, by Riyadh, and uh, we could talk about the devastation in Yemen, uh, the humanitarian crisis that's being completely ignored um, it, it, by the U.S. media. You know, they're going to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger getting drop kicked in the back of his uh, his booty by by this South African well in South Africa, but um, it, 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 it's pretty interesting to see how little coverage um, this topic's actually getting. So, um, you know, the the tanker 
of course. Uh, some drones attacked it. Sorry, I'm stumbling here because I'm looking for the freaking article. I stuck it right in my freaking <laughs> right in my bag of tricks here, and I should have it here. Um, but um, you know, you have this. Um, regardless of this uh, uh, tanker shooting, I mean, it just kind of are sabotage saboteuring. Um, it it really isn't that that interesting compared to the latest and that is this rocket that's fallen near a u.s embassy in iraq and uh, one of the explosions hit an israeli base so donald trump's already gone to twitter you know warning iran that we will annihilate them and of course a lot of people are bringing up the hypocrisy of how much he talked about it was a bad move and it was a political move for Obama to do it at the time. You know, if, <laughs> uh, to, to just kind of paraphrase the overall notion from about, I don't know, you know, it's Donald Trump. You know, 100 tweets was that, you know, Obama was planning to attack Iran as a way to champion political uh, uh, favoritism during his reelection. So, here we are on the cusp of the 2020 election. Everybody's already out there talking and doing their best to go after our favorite candidate here on the show, and that's Tulsi Gabbard. I think she's the only one in my eyes that is electable, that is any different than, um, you know, the status quo. Um, if you're going to, I mean, all of the, the the 20 plus Democrats that have thrown their hat into the ring, you know, I, you know I've, I've I've, I've thought about this quite a bit. I mean, you have a huge uh, diluting of the base. You know, you got the guys who are out there for Bernie. You know, there's that that contingent of Elizabeth Warren types. Um, you know, maybe two percent of the vote, three, four, five. Realistically, I mean, I don't trust any of the uh, numbers that you're getting from Zongvi or AP. Uh, quite frankly, <laughs> I take all of those with a huge shaker of salt. So. Um, Anyway, um, you know, these kind of things are are uh, advantageous to polarize the population coming into a vote. So, um, you know, World War III attacking Iran. I really don't think that anyone wants that. I think it's a lot more rhetoric than than um, uh, the, the media would like you to believe. Of course, it's World War III on the cusp. You know, this is just politicking. The, the Gulf Cooperation Council has uh, moved in. They are going to uh, push Iran to comply with U.S. requests. Of course, you know, the whole role over uh, this billion or so dollars the U.S. is holding. That's one of the other storylines that's kind of uh, in the background. Trump, Saudi Arabia, warn Iraq against Middle East conflict. This is interesting, comes out of the Middle East Monitor. U.S. President Donald Trump issued a new threat to Tehran on Sunday, tweeting that a conflict would be an official end of Iran. As Saudi Arabia warned, it stood ready to respond with, quote, all strength, end quote, and said it was up to Iran to avoid war. <laughs> Stop it, Iran, whatever you're doing. These attacks, these drone attacks are obviously yours. And, you know, I think it's always suspect when you have these Houthi rebels across the pond that are like, it was us. We did it. We're proud of it. You know, I mean, just put a target on your back. Why don't you? Anyway, the heightened rhetoric follows 
last week's attacks on Saudi oil assets and the firing of a rocket into Baghdad's heavily fortified green zone on Sunday. And, you know, people are saying, well, this looks like a false flag, Doug. Eh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that you need a false flag in these tense times, but uh, it's ever so convenient, the timing, uh, you know, these these coordinated attacks um, are definitely being used to 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 glorify and uh, you know reassert that John Bolton should be in the White House. You know, there's a lot of talk this week about getting rid of that madman, getting rid of the mustache. Uh, maybe not so more. Anyway, Riyadh, which emphasized that it does not want a war, has accused Tehran of ordering Tuesday's drone st- strikes on two oil pumping stations in the kingdom, claimed by Yemen's Iran-aligned Houthi group two days earlier. Four vessels, including two Saudi oil tankers, were sabotaged off the coast of the UAE. In response, countries of the GCC, the Gulf Cooperation Council, began quote, enhanced security patrols, end quote, in the international waters of the Arabian Gulf area on Saturday. The U.S. Navy's Bahrain-based Fifth Fleet said on Sunday. You can guess that they are uh, en route. Um, you know, I, I don't take a lot of stake in those those stories either. There's more carriers en route. Yeah, well, um, they're always en route. There is plenty to to uh, take away from that, but you know, this is another way to polarize the GCC into um, you know just one of the many tools that the U.S. is using to uh, constrain and contain Iran. You know, blaming Hezbollah in Venezuela, and you know that things have kind of stalled there. Guaido, Guido, whatever you want to call him, his his uh, coup was not popularly supported like the U.S. would have liked to have seen. And, of course, you know, the, the, going back to, you know, John Bolton talking about, well, our failed coup, <laughs> not that it not that it matters, not that there's any kind of moral compass steering U.S. geopolitics. You know, it's about it's about cutting off uh, the, the China Belt and Road Initiative uh, in, in Asia, not allowing it to extend into South America. Um you know that it's part of this larger plot, but you know just the 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 subtle meta politics of you know calling out these generals for not going through with it. You know, of course, they probably pick people that are not even aligned with the U.S. that the U.S. has not talked to uh, as, as targets, just to make Maduro a little more nervous. You know, the week before this coup, he fired his intelligence officer, so. Not to say that the U.S. doesn't have its hands in every aspect of the Maduro government, but they are trying to make him feel that they do. You know, get this guy on ice, get him freaking out and firing his buddies, and uh, you know, getting our influencers in there. Uh, speaking of influence, we've talked about Israel. You know, the quiet hand that's always there um, when it comes to shenanigans. Uh, this is a big story that is going to get very little attention because, of course, it does not fit the narrative whatsoever. Facebook admitted uh, this Israeli social manipulation company spent $800,000 to influence African and South American elections. You know, we talk a lot about you know the Russian meddling and the U.S. meddling, but we don't talk too much about uh, 
this coordinated attack. Another article on blacklisted news from Boing Boing. Facebook bans election attack firm linked to Israeli military and dozens of more disinformation accounts. Um, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, so they, they've actually banned it. Um, here is another one that came from Memo. Israeli firm meddled in Africa, Asia, and Latin American uh, elections. Facebook announced today that it deactivated dozens of accounts found to be spreading disinfo by posing as local journalists and influencers. Only found some dance kids in <laughs> South Africa to uh, you know push their message. Some of the stuff that they did is actually kind of comical, but you know that's kind of what the Russians were doing. I mean, they're buying anti and pro Hillary ads. It didn't seem that they had a dog in the race, other than to um, kind of, I don't know. It just seemed like they were trying to steer some of the the votes in certain areas. Not that it would be that advantageous, but just to, I don't know. I mean, the the small amount of money just to see if they. I, I, it seemed almost as a, as a a test. How many people can we get to vote for Hillary? How many people can we get to vote for Trump? You know, the Russians, regardless of all of the hype, and you know, the, the big story now is that the uh, the uh, business dealings of Trump and his son Jared Kushner uh, fl- were flagged by um, uh, government agencies, the SEC, and uh, their counterparts in the UK. Um, fraud and uh you know with with these russian uh, exchanges of, of money some of the bad banking deals you know they'll go on and on about it but uh there's wells fargo banker that's actually indicted for laundering millions upon millions of dollars for the sinaloa cartel not a big story nobody cares <laughs> the cia is running the sinaloa cartel and uh it's obvious that their news people are not very interested in it Anyway, and this story is one of those as well. Facebook's head of cybersecurity policy, Nathaniel Gleitcher, told reporters that the platform had deleted 65 accounts, 161 pages, and dozens of groups uh, linked to misinformation campaigns, noting that this activity had garnered 2.8 million followers and hundreds of thousands of views. So this was actually effective. Um, Herat's The Times of Israel uh, also uh, covering this Washington Post uh, noted this group presents itself as a consulting firm involved in campaigns for presidential elections. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a continuation. I mean, one of the things I guess you could say that's a good, <laughs> a good a uh, face bag, uh, face bag uh, move to ban these uh, companies. Anyway, um, in January, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu visited Chad to restore. Diplomatic relations between the two countries, which were severed in 72, 1972, that is. Speaking at a PREF conference before his departure, Netanyahu said that the visit was part of the revolution we are doing in the Arab and Muslim world. There you go. It's part of the revolution that Netanyahu is spearheading. And I think a lot of you probably know about uh, what, what his vision for uh, the Middle East, uh, Middle East, and places like Chad are, and that I would say is apartheid, diamond mines, amongst uh, other valuable uh, uh, resources that could be extracted. Anyway, um, you know, for such a little country, such a broad reach, such a uh, 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 you know <laughs> powerful country, 
The Washington Post added that Archimedes, this company, is headed by Elidivav Heyman. I know I'm, I'm destroying that. Citing Swiss Negotiations Consultancy Negotiation CH. Heyman is also reported to have been the executive director of European Friends of Israel since 2012. Um, so anyway, it was his company. They had operations that were focused in Nigeria, Segal, Togo, Angola, Niger, Tunisia, as well as a handful of Asian and Latin American countries, which they don't note here, which um somewhat frustrating. I was trying to find like the specific countries, the actual general elections that they were working with. Um, but both of this was to, you know, get their guy in. Somebody that was friendly with a uh, Israeli uh, agenda. It's no different than what they try to do here in the U.S. or anywhere else. And the U.S. does the same thing. And the Chinese are getting in on the game. <laughs> they are moving into uh, Africa. And so, you know, the Israelis would like to head them off at the pass. I mean, those are the real, um, you know, geopolitical things that are happening that you're, if you're listening to the mainstream media, you have uh, really very little <laughs> of this, this kind of context. You're probably talking about uh, the 15 reasons why we need to t attack Iran, why we should support the coup in Venezuela. Um, I'll talk about Venezuela briefly. We got a break coming up here in about nine minutes or so. Um, and then we'll get more into how the media business works. But um, so you, you had this uh, this push in Venezuela that um, the the U.S. of course has has been a broad supporter of. Hold on, where'd that thing go? No, I'm off script here. Ah, you know what? We'll save Venezuela. I know I'm on this. I'm just having tons of problems here with my freaking aggregator today. It's all right. It's all right. Parted thoughts and the uh, the ebb and flow of casual conversation is what this show is all about. Uh, but um, you know, Pepe Escobar did a great piece, by the way, on Venezuela, and it was really more about the. Uh, the, the push from China to, uh, you know, secure more oil resources and that it's a long-term strategic plan to keep that out. But one of the things I really wanted to talk about was this Mint Press article that has caused quite a stir, and that is about the Mossad, apparent Mossad uh, documents that show they had four knowledge of the 9-11 attacks so some of you I'll just kind of throw it out here probably know about the dancing Israelis Brett Hume reported for Fox News on this ragtag bag of well now a few Mossad agents and some other uh, Nordewells that were in a van that tested positive for explosives cruising around downtown New York on 9-11 and they were seen by several um, witnesses to be dancing and having a good time watching the buildings burn. So um, they, they drew a lot of attention to themselves, and the story was developing. It was really interesting. It was going to go into a lot of directions, and then it was killed at the highest levels of media. Brett Hume can tell you about that. Anyway, this came out of 
Mint Press. Whitney Webb wrote this, and there has been a lot of coverage, a lot of other uh, follow-up articles, some of which we've put at blacklistednews.com. For nearly two decades, one of the most overlooked and little-known arrests made in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks was that of the so-called high-fivers or the dancing Israelis. However, new information released by the FBI on May 7th has brought fresh scrutiny to the possibility that the dancing Israelis, at least two of whom were known Mossad operatives, had prior knowledge of the attacks of the World Trade Center. Shortly after 8.46 a.m. on the day of the attacks, just minutes after the first plane struck the World Trade Center, five men later revealed to be Israeli nationals, had positioned themselves in a parking lot of the Doric apartment complex in Union City, New Jersey, where they were seen taking pictures and filming the attacks while also celebrating the destruction of the towers, high-fiving each other. At least one eyewitness interviewed by the FBI had seen the Israelis' van in the parking lot as early as 8 a.m. that day, more than 40 minutes prior to the attack. The story received coverage in the U.S. mainstream media at the time, but has since been largely forgotten. And you can see the videos. I mean, I, I know that I'm speaking to a lot of people that are very aware of some of the obvious uh problems with the 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 fake news story that was delivered to us uh uh, surrounding the events of 9-11 the men sivan kersberg paul kersberg audit aligner yaron shamel omar mari were subsequently apprehended by law enforcement and claimed to be Israeli nationals on a working holiday in the United States where they were employed by a moving company, Urban Moving Systems. Upon his arrest, Sivan uh, Kersberg told the arresting officer, we are Israeli, we are not your problem. Your problems are our problems. The Palestinians are the problem. For years, the official story has been that these individuals, while They had engaged in immature behavior by celebrating and being visibly happy in their documenting of the attacks, had no prior knowledge of the attack. However, newly released FBI copies of the photos taken by the five Israelis strongly suggest that these individuals had prior knowledge of the attacks on the World Trade Center. The copiers of the photos were obtained via a FOIA request made by a private citizen. And so some of these pictures, high-quality photo top shows the area of the dancing Israelis, where they were staged, where they were looking. Uh, um, You know, this gets farther and deeper into uh, this reconnaissance that they were doing. Um, They had cash-stuffed socks, box cutters, and explosives. Beyond the photos, observed activities of the so-called dancing Israelis. It's worth revisiting several other suspicious circumstances linked to their arrest, that clearly showed that the men in question were hardly the tourists they claimed to be. One often cited example is that of the men Odell, uh, Oded Eliner, I think is how you'd say it, E-L-I-N-E-R, had a white sock sack filled with $4,700 in cash as well as maps of the city with certain places highlighted and box cutters in addition to the van which the Israelis were arrested was oddly lacking equipment used as a moving company. Uh, for their daily duties, according to the FBI, there was residues of explosives found in the van. So the story goes on. It's it's really interesting. Other uh, uh, look at 9/11. It just brings about 
more and more questions as to who all was aware that this ta- attack was going to happen. And, of course, the foreknowledge and the approval of it, um, you know, the documenting of this, the the overzealous, excited uh, Israelis here in this moving company, Urban Movement Systems, um, it, it, you know, it, it it's definitely, definitely a red flag. It's definitely shady. Anyway, the company's owner, uh, Dominic Otto Suter, an Israeli citizen, had fled Israel on September 14, 2001, two days after he had been questioned by the FBI. The FBI told ABC News that, quote, urban moving may be providing cover for Israeli intelligence operations. Surprisingly, since at least 2006, Suter has been living in the San Francisco Bay Area, where he works for a contractor for a major tech company, uh, comparatively to Google and Microsoft, according to the public records database, 2006 and 2007. He also worked for an Israeli telecommunications company, Granite Communications, that works for U.S. military and other several other U.S. government agencies. So, I mean pretty much a smoking gun in my in my opinion as far as whether or not these Israeli operatives they still are active Israeli uh, uh, you know probably CIA sanctioned operatives in Silicon Valley just uh, I mean very telling uh, another big big lead that uh, went nowhere it's like most of the research into the stock shorts and trading that happened that day. I mean, we can go on for hours about some of the questions about uh, you know, the obvious lies that were delivered by George W. Bush and Dick Cheney, not under oath. <laughs> Norman Mineta saying that Dick Cheney uh, wanted the, you know, let the, uh, the plane wink, wink, hit the Pentagon. So, um, yeah, I mean, just a big story that should be getting out there. I'm glad there has been quite a bit of coverage. Um, we have our feed muted. Oh, I might have our feed muted. Oh, oh no. There's probably some commercials that are coming in. All right. Quick break. Back on the other side. It's Blacklisted Radio. ...have been incentivized to implement a dark agenda on behalf of the Bilderbergers and their ilk. To protect ourselves and our progeny... We need to take a much closer look at how these two giant industries really work. Join me, Al Whitney, on In Defense of Humanity, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Central, as we expose the matrix and learn how not to consent to our own destruction. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. September 2018. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I've been using Extendivite for many years now. May 2018. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. March 2018. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. February 2018. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. 
or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. All right, welcome back. It is Blacklisted Radio. Good to be here. Good to have you with us. Hopefully we didn't get too much of that commentary chopped out of there. All right. Uh, no calls. That's okay. 800-313-9443. Trying to navigate around. So anyway, we've been talking about the dancing Israelis. It was quite a crowded dance floor. Brett Hume talked with uh, an FBI uh, expert, uh and also uh, with compiled uh, journalist Carl Cameron, who uh, worked with federal investigators looking into Israeli foreign knowledge. And, um, you know, we've got some of the clips. I, I didn't give them to Ken to play. Um, but if you just look at the article or go to Mint Press, newly released FBI docs shed light on apparent Mossad foreknowledge of 9-11 attacks. I like that <clears throat> very, excuse me, careful, <laughs> that careful headline there. Uh, apparent. It does look apparent uh, in a lot of ways. So one of the things that, you know, is being pretty much pushed in this country by a lot of outside influencers is the anti-Semitism legislation. And you can call it what you will. The death of free speech. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to sign campus anti-Semitism bill. We talked about this briefly. I think it's pretty pretty uh, <clears throat> bold. He's going to be signing this uh, legislation on a uh, trip to Israel. Anyway, we, we've noted that it calls for adding and justifying the killing. If anybody uh, that, that uses um, these type of... Um, uh, communications or calls for uh, any of these things following it could be examples of would be examples defined as anti-semitism calling for justifying the killing or harming of jews often in the name of a radical ideology or extremist view of religion making uh dehumanizing or demonizing or stereotypical allegations about jews such as uh, the power of Jews as a collective, especially but not exclusively, the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy or of Jews controlling the media, the economy, government, or other societal institutions. I mean, um, people say it about white people all the time. It's the white people that are doing all the bad stuff. 
So, um, you know, we could throw a hundred other uh, hypocritical examples of why this is really a, a bad thing. And of course, you know, Israel's not happy with the boycott divest movement that is is uh, really taking shape. And there are some actual liberals that are uh, pro-Palestinian that are trying to get the money, trying to get the power of the purse away from Israel. And um, yeah, that doesn't mean that you hate Jewish people. <laughs> doesn't I mean, obviously, you can. You should be able to be critical of the state. Is try to uh, meld itself into this the uh, theological uh, sacrosanct um, theocracy, for lack of a better term. It's a theocracy. You know, it's this is what God wants. And if you dare challenge Benjamin yet Netanyahu, uh, you know you are you you hate the Jewish people. And you know, I have Jewish friends. I know people that are. You know, indifferent. There's plenty of Jews that um, do not share these war hawk strategies. That do not do not want to further involve the the the, the state of Israel in geopolitics around the world, meddling in elections around the world. Just like there's plenty of people here in the U.S. that do not support our U.S. foreign policy. Um, but it's not the liberals. <laughs> They've embraced it wholeheartedly. So, um, you know, and I see a lot of disparaging just lacking uh, in intellectual uh, grounding comments all the time on my website. You know, you know, there was a Joe Rogan, there's a new deep fake of his uh, audio uh, where they, a, you know, an AI computer has basically recreated his voice and you could, you know, it, it sounds just like him. And one of the comments was the Jews will love this or something to that effect. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, man. I mean, you know, I, I, I it, if that's your comment, if that's that's as deep as you think about, you know, AI deep fakes is, you know, oh, so, you know, then what? What am I going to say to you? I don't know. Probably nothing. Can't bring people back to, to, uh, to look at things critically. It's just, um, it's another kind of to me, another bankrupt, um, uh, lacking uh, depth. Uh, thing that people point to, you know, blame one group or another for all of the problems of the world. Blame the Talmud for everything that's happening on planet Earth. It's much bigger, I mean, than that. But they play their role. They definitely have a lot of influence. And if you can't say that there's a collective influence or power in government, then you can't tell the truth. So people are just going to reject that. You know, and that's just going to further, um, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, irritate and isolate people that will uh, become more radicalized in their views and angered because they don't have a voice. They're not going to be part of a collective conversation like can be on Blacklisted News at the moment until they shut that down. All right, let's go to Kentucky and talk to Mike. Mike, welcome to Blacklisted Radio. Thanks for calling in. Hey man, and and yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. That's not what you just brought it up, but uh, what is the status of that? How did you find out that you were removed from that? Um, there was a kill list or something that you were on for. Was it Facebook or you're not, you, and they removed well, it? Yeah, no, 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 no. We're um, we're on a list of websites that are uh, deemed fake news, 
and the Washington <laughs> Post used proper not and some of these other groups that have come out of the woodwork and it's really questionable as to who's really operating them um and and so they've they've put me along 525 other sites but there's like advertisers they're saying hey you know we're you're you're blacklisted google's blacklisted us from from uh their their ad servicing programs so um yeah. not as much blowback as say alex jones but we're not as effective as Alex Jones. I don't have five million views on Facebook every day, and that's why David Duke is on uh, on 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 Twitter, and Alex Jones isn't. Because if David Duke had twenty one million followers or whatever five million followers, they'd probably ban him too. As a disrupting influencer or some euphemism for uh, that, you know, the lefties or whoever can go, oh, yes, yes, he's, he's a disrupting influencer and it's and fake news and all this sort of stuff. They've got all the all the lingo to sound like they're, you know, that, you know, killing the First Amendment is a good thing. But, uh, you know, Trump has some kind of a tech um, tool reporting for uh when you're being censored on the social media and apparently there's uh yeah i would encourage anybody that has definitive solid proof screenshots and witnesses which i have uh going back you know eight nine years almost from when i was first kind of forced to join facebook i've never considered i've never considered that facebook has any contract with me because uh, and there's been some lawsuits quietly settled, but I can't seem to find any lawyers that will even talk to me. Uh, but there's lawsuits that have been quietly settled for the creation of shadow profiles. My local business was shadow profiled up on Facebook, and I tried to join as a business, and they wouldn't let me join as a business. And other local businesses had their names on their profiles, and as soon as I changed mine because it was causing uh, confusion uh, because they didn't have you labeled as an administrator on the groups that you would start uh, to where you could caution people, hey, your password's been stolen, you're spamming out junk from Philippines, you know, that's involved in human trafficking, fake purses and sunglasses and stuff. And I get cussed out, you know, and people would block me and, and all this stuff. And, of course, that kind of stuff downranks your profile. I have screenshots of Hours and hours later, my comments on real-world people that I know would be labeled as spam hours after I'd made the comments, and I'd go talk to the people, and I'd say, hey, man, why'd you mark my comment spam? And they're like, I didn't mark this comment spam. And they'd get all mad and go on there and unmark it spam and say, hey, this guy, I know this guy. This is not spam, you know. But that, it's all built on game theory, I think, and so your character online can be affected by all this sort of stuff, and it downranks you and causes you to be soft-censored or or, you know, the term shadow banned, I didn't even know when I first discovered a lot of this stuff. And I, I, I'd read about it with MySpace, and I suspected it and never did join MySpace because of it. But right. uh, because Facebook basically forced me to join it in order to capture the pages that they created for TV10 Moorhead and Bye Dog Sell a Hog and, and uh, uh, stuff like that, then I don't consider that a valid contract because that's under duress. Because I had to go on there... And uh, and answer stuff on uh, what is that stupid gossip site topics? You know, people go in there and post stuff about you on topics. And if you don't go on there and answer it under the law, it's consent by your silence, basically consent by acquiescence. You know, so people go on there and tell a bunch of lies about you. 
But uh, finally, they shut some of that down. Uh, a judge in here in Kentucky sued and, and got uh, somebody shut down uh, over harassing communications using that st- that site. So they they do- at least developed a reporting uh, system, you know, where you could report stuff. But um, the other thing I want to yeah. mention, it, besides that, is the it, it's a pretty damning evidence, I think. When that the way they created that FOIA request a report, and that, uh, the FBI is known for faking things like the 702 documents, where they do witness interviews and then they don't write up the 702 documents until months later, like with Flight 800. That's you know TWA Flight 800 back in 1998. I have, be, I have to be totally honest with you, Mike. I think that you're flying way way over my head and probably over most of the listeners in there. Hey, uh, you know I've got a few more minutes. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Okay, all right. Listening. Well, they blanked out the sky, and that's the incriminating thing that the FBI did in that FOIA request. They blanked out the sky so we couldn't see how much smoke was coming off them towers. That would have oh, really? dead okay. giveaway. All right. Definitely check that out. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening, and you just don't know. I mean, you know, sh- being shadow banned. I mean, I, I I wonder. You know, it's it's hard to quantify. You know, if 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 you're, you know, I've got fifty seven thousand, fifty eight thousand some odd Twitter followers, and you know, we'll put out an article, and it'll get you know five or six retweets, and you're like, golly, <laughs> is that just are these all fake accounts or is this really ending up in people's feeds? Are we actually getting uh, clicks? And so we actually monitor it through a third-party system that delivers. It's called Deliver It. Delivers the 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 articles to Twitter, Facebook, and the like. And so, you know, I've looked at the metrics over the years, and the response you know, it might be that people are just unresponsive too. <laughs> there might be some of that, but it could be shadow banning. You don't know. You really don't know. And so that's why, I mean, I've always, you know, we, we use social media. You know, we use YouTube to put this show out. We use our iHeartRadio. But, um, yeah, that's why we, we always throw the, the domain out there because, uh, you know, before you know it, those platforms may not be available to you. And they might, quite honestly, I mean, I don't know that you're going to get your podcast through iTunes. You know, they, I mean, it, it says it goes out, but uh maybe it doesn't maybe it does not there's um there's a lot to 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 think about you know and yeah i hear the debate about well it facebook's a private company it's not a public utility well then why are they working with government why are they getting government subsidies um if they're not if they're not part of it why are they getting government research money so if if they were just a private company and they didn't have any preferential treatment um, in the U.S. elections, all of those kind of things that they play a part in, then um, then uh, maybe they would be a private company. Uh, there's a story here. We got what 13 minutes. That's great. Uh, that that I saw that I don't know. It just kind of uh, tickled me quite literally. Um, charges dropped against. Florida man because the First Amendment protects his, quote, I eat ass bumper sticker. So Boing Boing originally uh, noted that this guy gets arrested. We got the video of it. We got a Chevy, a brown Chevy pickup. He has in big white letters across the back of his tinted truck, I eat ass. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, he goes through the uh, the 
the interview with the cop. The cop asks him to take the letters off. Then, um, when he decides not to, the cop actually charges him with um, uh, not following orders. What's the actual? Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, he didn't follow, didn't do what he was supposed to do. Uh, anyway, Dylan, this guy, um, he he, uh, you know, had his truck taken in. They wouldn't give it to his mom so she could drive it away got arrested and became a uh, it became a story only because of the fact that he had I eat ass on the back of the truck you know there's there's plenty of examples I'm sure where cops want you to take the uh the bumper sticker off if you don't you know they give you a resisting arrest uh disobeying an officer disobeying a command telling you you need to take it off and not doing that can land you in jail. The only reason that this guy is probably being let off and that there's national attention is because it's gross what is written on the back of his uh, truck. Um, saw this. Democrat Tulsi Gabbard bends off fake news accusations of Russian support. And this is this is the, the, the takedown of Tulsi Gabbard. They'd rather have Bernie because we know he capitulated and and uh, lay down when uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz stabbed him in the back during the Hillary uh, 2020 or 2016 campaign. It's never about the Democrats. It was always about Hillary, and uh, everybody knew that. And he got a couple houses out of the deal and kind of went along with it. You know, he's one of these. I mean, I, I, I like things that Bernie Sanders says. I'm not. I, I'm not anti-Bernie. I just. I think that. You know, he proportionally puts the problems uh, back on the banks. You know, usury is something that is uh, um, a definite issue. You know, AOC, everybody hates Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she's a dumb millennial and she thinks that <laughs> that uh, uh, disposer in your sink, you know, the grinder, that's bougie. She she didn't know about it. She put out a video, but she talked a lot about usury, and um, you know she didn't get a lot of uh, attention in the alternative media for bringing up such a controversial topic. And I think that you know even a broken clock is right two times a day, and AOC is absolutely right on usury. I don't know. It might have stunned a lot of her fans. I don't know. She's a Democrat. Where you know a Democrat. That was an optical thing to probably win her uh, district there. Not a lot of coverage of that. Back on the other side and wrap it up. Don't go anywhere. It's Blacklisted Radio. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. Grumpy Cat died. Oh, God dang it. Tartar sauce. Cat known as Grumpy Cat due to her distinctive facial expression and viral video success died Tuesday due to complications of an infection. What's the world going to do without Grumpy Cat? Yikes. What denied it? It denied my ad blockerness. Yep, that'll happen. Extendovite. My mother-in-law has cholesterol problems so I bought her a bottle as well. Thank you so much. Love the product. Tell us your story. 
Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Let's talk about real news. Grumpy Cat is dead. Tartar sauce, cat known to many as Grumpy Cat due to her distinctive facial expressions, died uh, due to complications of an infection. So that's the real internet. The real internet is filled with kitty cat pictures. Grumpy Cat was a viral video success starting in 2012. uh, She was a big attraction at the... What was it 2000, maybe 16, 2015, South by Southwest? I mean, more people are interested in talking to that cat than to, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> For good reason. Uh, they're going after Tass- uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, I was talking about Bernie and some of the other, you know, non radicals, people that uh, could not be embraced, that are not radical enough. And, um, Telsey Gabbard's one of these people that I've been a fan of. She was actually on the Joe Rogan podcast. Thank you, Joe, for actually in, interviewing somebody who is not – I mean that, that I would pick over Donald Trump any day of the week. And uh, you're not going to find me a, a Kamala Harris or any of these other just <sighs> Cory Booker <laughs> uh, <laughs> types of Democrats that could – Derailed the Trump train. 
Now, I don't know if that's possible. They're saying that Zogby and others that he is at the highest popularity due to the economy uh, in quite some time that millennials are getting on board once again. I don't know how a war in Iran would play into it. I don't really know where his base is at. If the base is still there, <laughs> people just pretending it's okay, just turning the other way. I mean, there's a lot of problems. The big problem is that uh, you know Donald Trump has outsourced all of his policy-making decisions to the Wall Street uh, bankster gangsters that uh, you know made out in 20, 2008 with a lot of U.S. taxpayer money. Uh, they were the ones that helped fuel, along with the federal government, uh, the housing crisis. Those people are running the economy. Same war pigs that we had uh, during uh, uh, George Bush's tenure are saying the same things that they were saying in 2001, 2003, 2004. Uh, and, and they're at it, whether there is an actual reign, whether Donald Trump's in control. I mean, those are all questions I really have. Is Donald Trump really in control anymore? Don't know. Saw this. This is a sign of the times. Uh, City of San Francisco bans use of facial recognition tech by government agencies. This is a big win. I don't know if you saw the article. Uh, there was a man being harassed in, uh, and it was arrested in London for daring to cover up his face in front of a facial recognition camera. And this is just how the... You know, we just celebrated the 70 70th anniversary of uh, Orwell's um, uh, vision for 1984, which is very much uh, what we are seeing today. And, uh, yeah, you know, why are you being suspicious? Why would you want to cover your face? Why would you want any privacy? Why would you not want us to see you? So this is the antithesis. This is something that, you know, in San Francisco, you know, has a chance of uh, actually making – some some uh headway and uh it's definitely an interesting uh a development so uh, a lot of stories about how amazon's working with local police departments and ai facial recognition and how they're shoving pictures of body parts into it and going on goose chases arresting random people it's not a good thing all right guys thank you so much for the time uh, that was somewhat parted, but I think that we got a lot of interesting information out there. Check out the article, Was Lyme Disease Created by William Bergdefori? Uh, it's right there by uh, Plum Island. Uh, we didn't really get into it, but it's a story that's worth telling and worth reading at Blacklisted News. Thank you to Ken, RBN, all the chatters there at blacklistedradio.com. I won't be back next week. It's Memorial Day. So well, we'll see you towards uh, the end of the month. Guys, have a good Memorial Day. Enjoy your, your uh, weekend, uh, what's left of it, and we'll, we'll see you soon. Bye. Don't regret growing old. It's a privilege denied to many. Heart disease is taking our youth from us. Young people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond are dying needlessly. One of the hardest messages I've ever had to deliver is to convince people that something natural like Extendivite should be taken as a preventative measure. I'm sure you heard an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Extendivite is that ounce. Take Extendivite for one year and see what your doctor has to say and how much better you feel. Herbs take time to address the problem. It took years of life to have a problem. Give Extendivite one year to fix the problem. Don't wait until it's too late. Call 
928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com or visit us on Amazon. Extend your life with Extendovite. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs> 